1: Today in Eau Claire, the temperature is near zero, but for Song of the Soul today, we'll go to warmer climes. My guest is Wanaku, and he was born and raised in Cameroon, West Africa. Wanaku grew up in the midst of music in the village, picked up guitar as a teenager, and currently lives in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Take a refreshingly warm trip to the tropics as we welcome the soul and music of Wanaku and his band, Sunplugged. Wanaku, thanks so much for joining me for Song of the Soul.
2: Thank you so much.
1: You're over in Minneapolis. How long have you been there?
2: Minneapolis, for a combined number of years, will be nine years.
1: I think uh, you started off, you were born in Cameroon, right? In the British side of Cameroon?
2: Yes. I am originally from British Cameroon. There's uh, the French-speaking side and there's the English-speaking side.
1: Did you grow up in a village or a big city? Or?
2: I think I grew up in the village. I'm saying I think that's how I like to see myself. But in Cameroon, between the village or the rural areas and the urban areas, uh, it's uh, you have to be there to really understand how that is. <laughs> but I spent a lot of my time in the village growing up, and a lot of my teenage years in the so-called cities.
1: And were you a music maker back then as well?
2: Uh, yes. Growing up in the village, it was a given to participate in like traditional music events. So apart from being a lot of fun, it was kind of a good learning experience. You naturally learn how to understand rhythm and then Along the way, if you are more interested, you start getting into melody, into how, you know, melodies created on the instruments and how people improvise vocally and all that. And then in the cities, it becomes a little bit different because you come in contact with Western instruments, like the guitar and wind instruments. And then, But that's another school again, so you have to learn how to play this. Western instruments, I, I started learning how to play the guitar to that kind of help, to put in place ideas that one might have learned from the traditional rural environment. And so the, <clears throat> that begins to create, I would say, a new form of expression.
1: By the time you're in the city, which I guess you're a teenager somewhere around there, you become a guitar player or you pick up the guitar. So which instruments do you play? In what order did you learn them?
2: Back in the village, I started, you know, like just doing like percussion for dance ensembles, ensemble, which are usually created at random, you know, depending on the occasion. So it's not like it's some organized kind of... It's minimally organized, <laughs> I would say, because when there's an event in the village, the people who are available, you know, they show up and something happens. My grandfather especially, I would say, he, he had a big influence on this because he was interested and invested in in the building of traditional instruments. So in other words, he had like a traditional orchestra, I would call it, with drums, bells, shakers, wind instruments like bamboo flutes. And then he even went to the extent of making costumes for dancers. Uh, Some of these dancers are, like, masqueraded. They cover their faces. And then with my grandfather's group, they usually have, like, a a carved piece of wood that they put on their head, sometimes representing one animal or the other one, you know, like an elephant or a buffalo. (laughs) When there was an event, it could be... A celebration, maybe a death, like a funeral, or a wedding, or initiation of somebody into something.
1: Or maybe the full moon?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, or like the harvesting season, yeah, you, you got it right. When you grow up in this kind of environment, if you're interested, you know, you learn a lot of things. Even now, I even regret a little bit that I wasn't, like, taking notes. <laughs>
1: As I've told you before, Wanaku, I spent two years in Togo in West Africa, so I saw that at work, and okay. and I'm used to Yeah, It's a full moon. There's almost surely going to be drums going on somewhere, and it's not just people have to have instruments there. If there's a tree trunk or some wood nearby, people have an instrument, and they're stamping their feet, and they're making music. And so I know what you mean about people growing up. The music is a, a part of your life, as opposed to something you turn on electronically.
2: Yeah, there's a big difference.
1: You grew up with a more deliberate pace of life, I guess I'd say. At least that's what I witnessed while I was in Togo and other places in Africa where I visited. So, why did you pick for your first song "Dance of the Bubble Bees? Because I think of that as kind of busy, busy in a way that Africans usually aren't. <laughs>
2: Uh, Thank you for, yeah, you're quite experienced with life in Africa too, and life here, since you're from here. So I think the reason I take that name, Dance of the Bumblebees, because at first I wanted to call it Night of the Stilled Cat, but I changed it to Dance of the Bumblebees, because the rhythm of the song is similar to a western jazz song called take five Saying western jazz i don't know because i think some people would trace the history of jazz back to africa or something <laughs> but when i heard take five i thought that maybe some people from my village had sold out because it sounded just like music that i w- would hear in my backyard in the village so the Dance of the Bumblebees, to me, is like a connection between what I know in the village and then this take five that i heard jazz musicians here play. And so it's, it's like a
1: bridge. I think it's time for us to listen to some of your wonderful music. The first one used to be known as Night of the Stealth Cat, but now it's Dance of the Bumblebees. And it's by Wanaku, performed with his group Sunplug. bumblebees, and doesn't it make you want to dance? Almost everything in Africa is good dance music. Isn't that true?
2: That's very true. uh, It seems as if every piece of music that one hears from Africa makes one want to shake some part of their body (laughs) your head, (laughs) your legs.
1: Is it hard for you to imagine back in Africa going to where there's music and sitting in a chair?
2: Yes. Concert halls in Africa. If anyone builds them, you know they will be wasting money to put chairs because by the time the band hits the first song, everybody's on their feet.
1: <laughs> so that was a stealth cat. It's on an album called African Guitar Strophe. Tell us about the name of that, and tell us about Sunplugged.
2: Okay, African Guitar Strophe first. I grew up in my teenage years listening to a lot of music from the Congo. It was Congolese pop music, I'll call it. Congo was colonized by the Belgians. The local religious music was combined with, uh, like, Western music by missionaries from Belgium who brought in, like, guitars, brought in Western instruments. So Congolese were, in a very early period, they started merging this two ways of producing music and then they came up with some very, very interesting uh, brew of music that is popular, has been popular from Congo and has has been like some of the best listened to African music for a very, very long time. The reason I'm explaining all of that is because this music was mostly guitar based. When you listen to Congolese pop music is just like layering and many, many layers of intricate guitar playing that comes out as one. And when you hear it for the first time, it kind of like hits you in the face. (laughs) That had a very big influence on me. So when I was working on this album, I, I was thinking a lot about that. I'm trying to see how I can, you know, mesh like guitar patterns, and, you know, try to come up with something that is maybe close to what the Congolese do with that. So, so that's what brought me the idea to my mind to say, okay, let's call this African guitar trophies, like a factory of African guitars, you know, trying to come out with with something, you know, close to what the Congolese have.
1: It almost sounds like catastrophe, though, a disaster. Is there some element of disaster or catastrophe that is also connected with Africa for you?
2: Yes. How do you know that? <laughs> yeah, the name sounds like that. and I think at the back of my mind, too, I was also thinking about the state of music in Africa, generally speaking. My experience has been that There's a lot of potential, but it's untapped. A simple example I'll give is that, like, for example, Cameroon, where I originally come from, there's not a single music school in the whole country. There is no institution where a student or a kid can go to and say, okay, I want to do music, and they will learn, like, the rudiments of music, make a career out of music. There's none. The universities, they don't have any music programs. So that to me is like a catastrophe.
1: (laughs) Or a guitarstrophe in this case.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Or, you know, you use what you have and try to make something.
1: Well, let's keep moving along to the other songs for your Song of the Soul. And so Wanaku, for your second song, you chose Fire on the Mountain. Are there particularly mountains in Cameroon in in particular in the British side
2: yes, the British Cameroon has the highest mountain in West Africa It's a volcanic mountain it's, uh, it's a little over thirteen thousand feet
1: so is that the fire on the mountain or or is this a symbolic fire on the mountain you're singing about here
2: yes <laughs> so it's the fire on the mountain referring to maybe the kind of volcanic fire that people can see sometimes you can you can see pictures of people when there's uh, an eruption and uh, you can imagine people running for their lives and you know and maybe singing this song there's fire on the mountain <laughs> no one can quench the fire fire is burning higher but it's symbolic in the sense that there is A fire in the human being that cannot be quenched, and that fire is, in a very short sentence, is the desire to be free, that is what I think every human being is born with. You know, you're created and it's like you have the freedom there, and there's really nothing that can quench it.
1: I'm ashamed to say that I really don't know what the government situation in the Cameroons is, even though I lived in Togo, you know, just the third country to the west from you. What kind of government have you had there for the last 40, 50 years? When did they have their independence from, I guess, both France and England? When did that all come about, and is it is it a good government there now?
2: Briefly, not to bore anybody with history, the Cameroons, became independent in the 60s, like most West African or African countries. Since the 1960s till today, Cameroon has had two presidents, two presidents in 50 years. So that to me just tells the whole story.
1: And when you're singing about freedom in your Song of the Soul, is that because there's a thirst for freedom there too, that's part of your roots?
2: Oh, yes. There is a thirst for freedom, I think, think in most societies where people begin to get more information about their capabilities. Cameroon has been a little slow in uh, people getting information or learning and knowing what they, they are capable of doing. There might be many reasons for that, but one that stands out because I was directly involved is access to information. I'll just give a simple a simple example. Like the country west of Cameroon, which is Nigeria, they had national television in 1958. So in Nigeria, if you're a kid growing up, you, you know, in 1958 or 1960, you were used to watching TV. But in Cameroon, that was not the case until... 1985. You see that the generation that started growing around that time, they had more access to information and better understanding of what they could be able to do has now created a generation that will not back down.
1: And I think that must be part of why you wrote the song, Fire on the Mountain. This is Fire on the Mountain. It's by Sunplugged, which is a group which Wanaku leads.
3: we the These are the words of the mighty father.
1: Unplugged and uh, their leader. How were you raised religiously? Were you animist at home? You have a name, Ken, which is a Christian name, but is that because you were raised Christian?
2: Yes. I a whole region had priests and missionaries from a very, very early time. I think even from the time like the 1920s, even, or 1930s, who had uh, missionaries. So the region now has mainly Catholic, Christian, Baptist, Presbyterian, but I was raised Catholic.
1: How much have you carried that forward? How much is that? Do you still go to a Catholic church now in the Twin Cities where you live?
2: Yeah, there's there's one that's close to me. here. I go there from time to time. But as a musician, I have been to and participated in services in many, many churches, actually. What I like doing is if I I have an opportunity to go play in any church,
1: I just go. You know, in Togo, where I lived, uh, at the time I went there in 1977, I think the statistics were that 10% of the country was Christian, 10% was Muslim, and 80% was animist, but that wasn't evidently your situation. Does the Catholicism and other Christianity there does it mix with Native ways and practices, forms, in the services
2: at all? Yeah. There's a lot of animism, too, in Cameroon. If you, if you look at it, generally speaking, there's, yeah, there's Muslim, there's Christian, and there's animism, too, in Cameroon. Yeah, there's, uh, there's some practices, like the way they used to say the Mass in the Catholic Church. I actually was a Mass boy. Can you imagine that? I was a
1: mass boy. You were an altar boy? You served when the priest was there?
2: Yeah, and that was when they were doing the mass all in Latin. And then we'll have to recite all those things in Latin. I've even forgotten them. But that was so interesting. That That was a long time ago.
1: So tell us about the next song that you picked out, Strangers in This World.
2: Strangers in This World. This song, to me, is an example of how to tap into what I call Roots African Music. Present it in another way, I will say, because the root of this song is a song by a group of ladies in the eastern part of Nigeria. They have a music group they meet from time to time and do traditional songs or perform songs that they like and dance and, you know, they have minimal percussion, but a lot of singing. And I heard this, and I was mesmerized because they were, doing, they were singing some melodies that made sense on the guitar or on, the, on any Western instrument. So I thought I should examine it in more detail. <laughs> and so in trying to do that, that's how I came up with that song, Strangers in this World. The title, Strangers in this World, is kind of... Close translation of what the ladies are singing about, they are singing in a Nigerian language called Ibo, which is in the eastern part of Nigeria. What they say in Igbo is, Anyi lenuwa. Translated literally, it will say, we all have just come to see the world and live
1: like we're just visitors here.
2: Exactly.
1: And is it a sad thing or not? Mostly African music, almost all the African music I experience is pretty upbeat. It's it's joyful. And I said earlier it's, it's dance music. The fact that we're all strangers in this world sounds like a sad idea. Is it a sad idea to you?
2: you no. Know, it depends on the purpose of the visit. Because we say we're just visiting the world and then you know, you go to the mall, you know, if you are just going to walk around (laughs) you know, know, window shop or something and come back, maybe that's your purpose but if you go to purchase something or to buy something, you know whichever purpose you have could make you you know, happy
1: But you have one verse in there where you say some are fighting big wars, killing and wounding millions, more and more destruction and we are just strangers and that sounds kind of, uh, well, let's say at least not very happy.
2: Yeah. I think at that point I was just like, okay, if we can step back, you know, take a step back and reexamine why we are in this world, then I don't think that we'll be fighting those big wars and killing and wounding millions. And- I think that you know if we step back and look at why then maybe we can change our purpose a little bit and then maybe make it more interesting.
1: Well, it is true that we're all strangers in this world and that's the song. This music today comes to us via Wanaku and with his group, Sunplugged. It's called Strangers in This World. <laughs>
3: We're strangers in this world, never know where we dig. Never know where we go to Yes, we are strangers Why don't you look back To where you're coming from Look okay. To where you're going to Yes, we are strangers We are strangers Strangers in this world Strangers, strangers in this world. We are Str- strangers, strangers in this world. Strangers, strangers in this world. Strangers, who are born in Zumkea oh, no? ground never shake hold forever and ever and ever we will be strangers people come and people go the ground never shake hold forever and ever and ever
1: That was Strangers in this World by Wanaku. But I would mention, and you said this, I think, when you were originally talking about Strangers in this World, Wanaku, you said it's got roots in the village from Nigeria, but the music that you play with, it strikes me as music that could maybe be from France or from South America, African mixed in there. The music seems to me a very much of an international mix.
2: That's an interesting comment because a lot of times I've seen words like world music used to describe you know music from different parts of the world by different artists but more especially most African artists who become known globally a lot of people consider their music like world music. But I'm not sure. I think it might be a branding issue. (laughs) It's like, you know, maybe you want to stick your product to a specific brand so that you can get more exposure or something.
1: And do you get out and play much? If people wanted to hear you, could you say uh, you go to our website and you'll see that next month I'm going to be here?
2: Yes, I'll say that now because I have some concerts in the pipeline, but they are not up on the website yet, but they will be.
1: And that website is Sunplugged, and that's spelled S-U-N-P-L-U-G-D There's no E in there. At dot .com. And why is the band called Sunplugged?
2: Sunplugged, it's a combination of the name Serengeti, which is a huge plane in Africa with tons of animals, So it's a combination of that Serengeti and then the English word unplugged. And unplugged refers to trying to play music together in a group with very minimal electrical amplification. So it's kind of acoustic. And then, so when we brought the two names, Serengeti, unplugged together, and then, uh, okay, we saw that, you know, we can take out the E and have sun, which is, at this time of the year, it's very nice to hear about the sun. <laughs>
1: Do you miss it a bit?
2: Yeah, yeah. But, you know, after a while, if some friends take you out skiing, you know, a couple of times, you tend to like the, the winter, too.
1: Well, speaking of all of the wonderful animals of Africa, you picked out another song about an African animal called the mosquito. Tell us about mosquito dance.
2: Well, it's Mosquito dance, yeah. I think a lot of people who are interested in the plight of Africa have heard about malaria. I wrote that song because I just thought the whole mosquito business was like a dance of just going around in circles and no real solution is is being implemented. That can really solve the problem for once. I don't know what the solution is. Every day, it's like people are just dancing to their death because as they're dancing, you know, in the bars and the clubs in the cities and all that, that's how the mosquitoes do. They're dancing on their bodies and sucking blood or transmitting disease and all that, but then nobody's actually trying to get a solution. So, yeah, so mosquito dance is just a commentary on mosquitoes in Africa. uh, The words, I think they mean...
1: And the song we're going to be listening to here is Mosquito Dance by Sunplugged with our guest for today's Song of the Soul, Wanaku. Dance,
3: dance, dance, in Africa. A dance, mosquito dance, you dance a dance, my live dance, you dance a dance, Yellow i dance, you dance a dance, I'll give dance. dance to dance
1: Dance by Sunplugged. Again, I want to mention that their website is sunplugged.com. And if you can't remember that, just come to my website, northernspiritradio.org visit me. Mark helps me there. My programs are there. More information about my guests. And you'll find a link then to sunplug.com if you care to visit. Please leave us a comment when you visit, because we always like to get to know you better. So where should we go next on this journey through African music and through, I think, your international music too, Wanaku?
2: Okay, we can go to Ulele. Ulele. This is a song that I had been thinking of for quite some time, but it didn't gel until I was already in the studio recording the other tracks. The picture I had in my mind was standing in the countryside, and countryside for me is the grassland mountain plains of the northern part of British Cameroon. During the rainy season... You have grass that grows up to about three or four feet, and then you have trees that grow up to, like, maybe eight or nine feet that are stunted and they're spotted over the grassland. And this can go on for miles and miles of undulating hills and valleys like that. So that's the picture I have in my mind when I'm thinking about this song. So I, I can see someone standing under one of those trees and it's raining looking at people who are running around trying to hide in the little farmhouses while squirrels are jumping from trees and going into their holes in the ground and birds are trying to seek some shelter and whistling past <laughs> everyone while a little girl is calling out her mama and the sparrow is you need the only song oh
1: guest for today's Song of the Soul, Wanaku, who is the leader, organizer, I think, the chief. Uh, I don't know what your position is. Are these your backup players that come with you for some Sunplugged?
2: When we play music, to me, it's like, you know, everybody's the same. Nobody's like leader. That's how I tend to feel all the time. But in the group, I think what I do is I write a song and then I bring it and I try to get the other people to play with me. (laughs) pretty flexible, just like in the village.
1: In the village of Minneapolis, in this case. (laughs)
2: Yes. It works well sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't work that well, but most of the times it does.
1: Well, let's go to your last song. We're running out of time here, and I do want to get in one more. And I think you wanted to share the Freedom Song.
2: Oh, yeah, that's the best one. Freedom Song, I also tapped into some music that was created way back, I think, in the 60s by some African musicians still in the eastern part of Nigeria, southeastern Nigeria. That was when the music from Ghana, which was called high-life music, you know, Ghana has music schools and Ghana has had music schools for a long time. So they had, like, a Ghanaian national orchestra that plays sometimes African jazz, classical, and all that. So music and musicians from Ghana influenced a lot of the music in Nigeria. And by music, I mean like the pop music, popular music with bands and all that. So this Freedom Song was taken from some music that was created around that time, but in Nigeria. So it has high-life Ghanaian background, and it has the melody of these musicians from the southeastern part of Nigeria. But what I brought to it was the lyrics, just a different flair to, you know, how the music can sound like. But then I also wanted to call attention to that region, that southeastern part of Nigeria region. So this music takes me back to that region and the people there and the music.
1: But the alternate name, Bakasi Chant, what is Bakasi?
2: Bakasi is an island between Nigeria and Cameroon where recently there was dispute as to who owned the island. Was it Nigeria or Cameroon? And that's that same area, that same area where this music comes from.
1: It sounds like a good song. It's about freedom, and I think the world can use a lot more of that. This is freedom song, also known as Bakasi Chant. And it's by Sunday.
3: Everybody wants to be free Everybody wants to be free Everybody wants freedom Everybody wants to be free Let no one take your precious freedom away Never natural thing, freedom makes you wanna sing, freedom makes you wanna sing, let no man take your precious freedom away. Freedom is the only way. Freedom is the only way. Let no man take your precious freedom away. Never. Why, yes, sir. The right to be wrong And not the right to do wrong Another thing to know Freedom comes with a price A price to share forever now Price is tolerance Tolerance for each other Or else freedom is dead Freedom away, never. Let no one take your precious freedom away, never. Let
1: no one take your precious, let no one take your precious freedom away, never. That was Bakasi Chant, Wanaku wrote it. And it was very good to have you here today to share your Song of the Soul. I'm sorry we don't have more time because there's plenty more good music that you could share with us. People should go to your website, That's com, and, of course, you can always find it via my site, northernspiritradio.org. Thanks so much for joining us, Wanaku.
2: Thank you so much, Mark.
1: for Song of the Soul.
0: You can be happy